getting the help that you need when it comes to your mental health is nothing to be ashamed about. Mental illness is very serious. Even no matter what degree of it it is, it's needed to be handled and taken care of in a way that makes one feel safe and secure because so many will not come forward and so many have lost the battle to their mental illness. Society doesn't make it a great need to look after or care for people with mental illnesses and deal with mental health issues. During this whole time that we've been going through what we're going through here this year, there really ha- there has not been an opening and a place set forth for people that have these things that we deal with and been left to take care of them ourselves. We must support each other much more than we are and stop talking and doing the footwork and being about it because it's such a serious issue and people need to be able to address it, get their proper medication if needed, and proper therapy. There's nothing wrong with help, but there is something wrong when you don't get the help. And it's something very wrong when society makes people feel as if something's wrong with them. Educate yourself, get some knowledge, be more supportive, be a solution. A solution is active, movement, footwork, and doing. And stop getting in lanes that you have no business being in if you're not going to help. Thank you for listening. This is Brandy J saying, if you knew better, you'd do better. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Brandy J. Singleton, and you're tuning into the world we live in, and our episode today is when mental health is not our concern. If this is something that you're interested in listening to, if you're feeling a type of way, or you're just not sure or you just want to listen, then please feel free to sit back and let's talk mental health. We all truly suffer from some sort of mental health. Unfortunately, you put those two words together, mental and health, it sounds like a problem. The only reason why it sounds like a problem is because society has put the stigma on it and everybody's like, ah, mental health, you have problems. It's all in your thinking. Thinking versus common sense versus lack of education versus just all around confusion and manipulation because let me tell you something knowing this no one ever stops to think that why isn't there someone right there smack and center addressing these things to take these tensions and misunderstandings off of these 
very things that are a major issue. What is mental? You know, sheesh. I teach, we do mental math, for goodness sakes. Mental, everything's mental in your mental. Mental, membrane, mental. I mean, then you throw in health. Oh dear, something's wrong with her, her health. Well, health, first of all, could be good or bad. So, I mean, shoot, first can we figure out what, can we throw some, uh, you know, verbs or some add some other words to it? Or can we, like, not make it? Because when you just think about the words by themselves, without the influence of your cognitive, you probably couldn't even do that because you have been painted a picture without you probably even knowing it. And so doing that, people take the word mental health and it becomes not becoming of anyone. It's not a good look. It's not a good thing. Or you feel sorry for them or they're crazy. All these things that really aren't true. Just from ignorance and you know wrongful teachings mental health is mental health now what levels what's going on with your mental health is the question because mental health is just that what it is it means neither good or bad it's just mental health now where do we go from there okay what's going on with your mental health and then, then we get a clear thought. So let's just take all that power away, all that wrong teaching and all that wrong, you know, the, the wrong perception you have because of television. And let's pour it into reality. There's different levels of mental health, but also it's tricky because once again, this word here has a whole category, a whole box, a whole squared off box that they put people in and tag them with it. And then the very people, the citizens, society, us, pushes the narrative from lack of knowledge. No one wants to admit it. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to say, maybe I have some some problems and I'm, you know, because society is not really thinking. And then the very people that know what's going on don't really care too much because they need this to be your reality. But the reality of it is, is mental health needs to be addressed because so many people suffer from it. So many people have lost their lives because they did not get the care or help that they need. There's so many levels to it. That's why we all have some sort of mental health issues, but they won't always get addressed because society does not make it comfortable enough for people to. So they fear making themselves look a certain way. People are going to think they're crazy. People are going to talk about them. People are going to, you know... And it's true. That's how society is. And the very people in society, the citizens, help push that narrative. Probably, you know, subconsciously. You, you know, you don't even realize, but you do. When you start to look at someone differently or like there, something's wrong with them, you have to check in with yourself real quick, right away. To make sure you 
are not one of those people pushing people into a box. An unhealthy one is that because mental health needs to be addressed. Everybody has their levels and everybody mental health is mental health issues or non-issues are important. You have your healthy mental and you have your unhealthy and they're just as important but there's so many factors that can play a role in your mental health. So, so many that you could even wrap your heads around it. There's a list of them. There's a list of conditions. There's a list of all kinds of mental health traits. Why one has the certain mental health that they have, you know? You have your bipolar, you have your, your anxiety, you have your OCD, it's so many. You have your depression. My experience, well, I have clinical anxiety, but they throw depression with it. Now, granted, this is one of those labeling things again, though, you know, because that's not, you know, how I was perceiving it from how I, how I feel, but they say they go together. So mentally, am I taking, horning in and taking that along or is that really there? Well, have I experienced it? Yeah, I have. It's not a, a, a persistent thing as far as the depression, but they kind of go hand in hand. And then I start to understand why. But definitely anxiety for years, for years with therapy and a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist prescribes the medication. That's why the that's what the psychiatrist can do versus the therapist. So if you have both, then that's what your psychiatrist will do. But the therapist is the one that does the footwork with you. You know? Uh, I had to address these things and I didn't have a problem with it. I wasn't raised to feel like I couldn't talk about something. A lot of people, that's a lot of times when people don't want to talk about mental health is because they were in their home growing up, being raised. It was, we don't talk about our problems. We don't talk about, even to this day, you'll hear in the black community, you'll hear people like, we don't need therapy around here. You know, because it was like a thing in most likely embedded in them growing up. Now, as of today, more and more people are getting the help that they need and they're coming out and being able to get the, you know, because there's a lot of people that won't even admit it. And there's some people who just can't help it because we see it crash and burn in front of our very eyes. You know, me, on the other hand, I didn't have a, an environment or a family that told me that black people didn't do this. We don't do that, you know? My first time seeking therapy, I brought it up myself to my older sister. It didn't come out exactly that way, but I said, I just need help. I'm, just, You know, I need to talk to somebody. But as I got older, you know, we had family therapy. Me and my sister. 
And then um, when I got uh, diagnosed with anxiety, you know, that was a constant therapy with psychiatrists because I had to take medication because my anxiety is that severe, but it's not severe like because there's a level. So mine is more general. But playing into factors that high blood pressure in the family, it can become very detrimental because you won't feel the, you know, and you don't even have to have anxiety to have high blood pressure just to clear that up. But it didn't help it in, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel any different, you know, but a lot of times, you know, that's why they call hyper, hypertension, you know, elevates and um, yeah, that's why I had to have my son early. But my anxiety extended from a very young age and I didn't even know what it was, but I definitely knew that it was uncomfortable and and what my what set it off and what I didn't want to do or be where you know, the the certain things that would trigger it and where I it made me where I was uncomfortable. I couldn't really, you know, didn't know it was this here, but as growing up even more I started to you know, relate a little bit and was like, hmm, you know, and then went to see my doctor, which sent me to therapy to talk and to find out this was my issue. I used to, you know, have a therapist that would talk to me about um, the things like, for instance, the news used to trigger me when I used to be a sucker and watch the news. Being uh, an empath, everything affected me. Everything about anybody else, their feelings, I could feel. I felt for them. But it was worrisome to me that it would just, I would just immediately take that on and immediately just become very worrisome. Anything can make you just worrisome. I used to, you know, have a hard time going to sleep because I would lay there with just thoughts, you know. And the uncomfortable part was the the breathing, um, off-track breathing, I would call it. It just seemed like my breathing wasn't accurate. It was like very just, and it was all, you know, in line with my anxiety, what made me anxious and, and stuff, you know. Uh, so that was something I had to put down write down and make sure I steered from because I would take on these things and then it would become then I you know that's where I got I I, I feel like there was some healthy parts of it <laughs> because that made me take care of certain things like just be more aware of stuff I'm more leveled you know with the proper you know care <laughs> but as far as things I I make sure I'm equipped with you know what I mean I have safety things and and stuff in place for when stuff happens and take care of this this and that you know what I mean it's and and others probably be like yeah okay and they don't have any of that shit in place and even sitting here now I say that's crazy because people talk a real good game when they say things you know yeah get ready this is my saying is if you get stay ready you don't got to get ready well ready a lot of people say that and don't can't even have a lunch prepared i mean what does that mean people just say words i did i don't serious as heck i was always that person brandy probably got yes i do i have right here what do you need 
You know, you just don't know. I don't think that's by coincidence. I think those are the things we're supposed to think about. We're not supposed to just wait. But, oh, too late. You know what I mean? Like, think, man, think. So, yeah, those things, so that's this type of stuff that my anxiety did make sure that I did. That I did put makes just you just don't ever know when something might or can happen. Why not be prepared for it? I mean, what what's the problem with it? But once again, <laughs> that's a benefit from my anxiety. But it, it it's become very uncomfortable if not handled correctly. So that's why I've adapted to knowing what helps me when I get that way um I had to try different levels of the medication for my anxiety and one I took used to uh I can only take it at certain times because it knocked me out so I would just take it when it's bedtime you know but it helped me rest but I had to go back to therapy and get a different you know um that, you know, different, I, I needed something different, it, something that could just work to where I, I was just, okay, and let me tell you, I think it was gabapentin, yeah, and that was, but a few, took a few, it took a few tries, because the first one was kind of like, I don't, and then the, it's like my therapist will ask me these certain questions, and then she'd be like, maybe we should drop the dose. <laughs> So try this one. Take this back. You know, my sister's pharmacy tech. So just, boom. She always had it ready. She always took care of everything for me because that's where, well, my mama was alive too. Our prescriptions would go and she would take care of them. Either drop them off to my mom. I would go pick mine up. But they always would uh, remind us of stuff or keep stuff up to date or whatever. So, and she would know what these things did. I would always ask her, like, is this safe or like, you know, well, what about it? And so that was all that's always very useful you know that um she knows those things um yeah the pharmaceutical you know it's important I mean we only had like a session of was a medical school a session of it and those words like even looking at like medication pill bottles right now I'm just like what how do you what so we had a you know when I went to school for that 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 that's part there I just wasn't keen I didn't even like that part actually of medical school was the pharmaceutical part wasn't my thing it just didn't trigger any type of you know just it wasn't my thing that's what I knew and I was like this is some but getting back to the story yes and so then they found the correct one and it was just like bliss you know because at that time too I was always taking a trolley out to Chula Vista for therapy for my wrist because for like almost a year there was uh it seemed like a year and I'm pretty sure it was damn near close I had finally addressed that something was going on with my wrist it was always in this certain pain when I used it or, or moved it in a certain manner but it was like or, no no this is what it was so you know say like if you're doing a push-up you know anything that you have to do pressure with your hands it wouldn't happen for me it, it wouldn't I couldn't do it if I tried I'd probably flop it would just hurt and then I forgot how it came about that um I think I just went to the doctor and they finally found therapy for me and I went and started doing that and at the same time doing my therapy for my anxiety and so when I started that certain medication it was just like wow there was not a worry in the world I tell you 
I'm going to be so honest with you. I couldn't believe it. It was just so bliss. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was able to ha to just be there within self without thinking and worry. You know, that shit right there is no joke. So a lot of times when people don't know about stuff, they say ignorant things or they just don't, they don't understand. If you don't, you're just not going to get it. Or, you know, they want to, it just ignorant stuff, you know? And it's like, if you don't have it, then why are you talking? You know, because people don't understand stuff. I never really had that problem if I didn't understand something. Or if something that you have and I don't know anything about it, it never really triggered me to to say or even think that that doesn't sound what I was. I don't get, you know. So there's like a lack of um, something going on there when it comes to when people don't understand something. They just don't get it. They just don't understand it. So, you know. And that's the, the whole thing with mental health. People don't understand. So then they built this, you know, this create this false picture that it's a bad thing when so many people have different situations and that is a need of it. They need that help some some so much more severely than others. Life life or death, you know? So yeah. And working in the schools for like almost nine years, I saw, you know, that children really needed that education uh, when it comes to being around people who are different or, the, you know, when it comes to dis disability, be being disabled, being, um, you know, mental health. It would be so beneficial because when it, it would help them to understand other people, you know, other kids. And so because what they don't understand, they'll uh, make fun of, you know, because kids are, are impressionable. They pick that up from places. Um, also, when you discuss these things, you know, with with kids, then they um possibly can identify you never know who's struggling with something I remember when I was working at not the last school but the school before that I did a uh, this is when I finished business school and I love PowerPoints so I had made this amazing PowerPoint about the different um, I think it was due to with mental health and the, and the different um, types you know that but it was for kids it was based all around youth and uh, yeah, so that was a whole presentation there, and uh, because I felt, and I was able to show it, you know, principal allowed me to share it, do the presentation to the children, so they get a better understanding, and you know, just these are the things you got to do, not just at home, but even definitely at school because they're there, and that's when they're really like, hmm, you know, and at home, just because we say. They got to get kids got to get something a certain thing from a parent at home doesn't mean it's going to happen. So you got to come up with something better than that. You got to make solutions. I was telling my son today solutions. Don't live in the problem. I don't even my boss, I, my last boss, I didn't even come to her with problems. I had already came with her to the about the solution of the problem, but just letting her know. So I'm just saying you got to have solutions. We could say it the perfect thing and say this is what's needed but you have to, the reality is if we're gonna do the footwork you know because it's about 
less talking and footworking, then we have to look at the big picture. And the reality is not all kids have that support. So then what? You know what I mean? So that's how you just got to think. In your head, it might sound great. But in reality, that's the, that's the real. And that's what we have to figure out. Because this is necessary. It's needed. So many people are going without treated mental health. But what is the good thing about today is that more people are comfortable and they are going. More of the black community are taking care of their mental health. You know, and that's at so much better than before. Because, I mean, I used to, even with veterans, that just really works me up. You know, my son's father, he's uh, he used to be in the Army. You know, I have a, a lot of family that, you know, served. And, you know, a lot of people deal with that PTSD. And with veterans, I don't think there should even be a moment, minute, wasted where they are having a hard time seeking it. You know, I had a way back when I first started a talk with a gentleman that um, was uh, dealing with that whole situation with getting the benefits from, you know, from <clears throat> being a veteran and what he was up against and what he had to, the measures he had to go through and take. And then with my son's father, there's so many different things they will take care of. So there was not one reason why a veteran shouldn't be getting the help that they need because that's just serious. So, uh, I was talking with, um, on my show with, uh, a uh, a um, soldier in the army, and he broke it down about PTSD, and that not everyone will have that in the military. It's not just a, a given thing because not everybody is doing things that would expose them to that type of mental trauma. I would call it, you know. But can you just imagine, you know? And if you can't, then be grateful that you don't have to. But be, don't be ignorant to the ones that are. Because if you're an adult and you have kids, don't be blaming them and looking around all crazy when their behavior towards mental health issues and people are not too becoming. They learned from the best, didn't they? So we got to help our kids with this whole thing because we don't want them to feel inadequate and that something is wrong with them also when it comes to mental health because in this world we're living, she, you know, I think everybody was stressed in front. I think we all been touched with some PTSD and that's some real truth, you know, some real truth. Thank goodness that... God has carried me through all of, of the trials and the tribulations that I have been up against. But I enjoyed and appreciated my therapist and my medication. <laughs> you know, because on top of that, I was going to the same therapist for this for a different situation. And that was my OCD. And that was the one that we didn't really get to get down into. And that's the one I it was weird for me to deal with because anybody that has a, a certain type of OCD, their 
might come some weirdness that people don't understand. Some people have this counting thing in their head when they have to do certain stuff, and I couldn't explain when when it came to my OCD. It, it just sounded weird coming out, and then and with those trying to make that make sense into words, and then the work for that. You know, she wanted me to do. I didn't want to. Not that I didn't want to. It was just like I'm not gonna explain that. The thing. So for anxiety, you know, for, you know, my disorder, there was things that we would talk about, you know, some I, from, um, some that were, you know, given to me to, to take a look at and to, to, to apply. And then some just adapt, um, adapted, you know, to, and it worked. But for the most part, um, you can identify and learn to manage your triggers and you can adopt like cognitive behavioral like therapy. You can do daily routines or meditation. That that definitely helps. <laughs> and you can try supplements or change your diet. Keep your body and your mind healthy. All of that I'm telling you. And you can ask your doctor about medications. It's it's there. And um, some people need you know it can get bad, you know. Because anxiety has its level. You have your general disorder. Then you have your severe, you know, kind of bordered there. But it comes with so many different, the panic, fear, you know, worrisome. You know, that's a un, not something that one can control. No, You know, it's really hard to deal with. And then on top of the OCD that triggers the reason why, what my OCD triggers, why it does that it stems from the anxiety <laughs> which plays out in my OCD behavior you know uh, one might be saying well what's your OCD behavior <laughs> great <laughs> you'll never understand but it's not about you understanding because somebody might need it too uh, a quick story so working with you know kids uh, a lot of them I had with me since they were like kindergarten and knew them all the way up until they graduated. So um, there was one that came over to the new school with us too. And her, and I've known her since she was kindergarten, watched her grow up. I got to give them a call. I love her. I miss her. But uh, she, her mom, had spoke about her and said some things. She said, I'm taking her to therapy. And as soon as she told me what she was experiencing and what was going on, I knew exactly what was up with it was her OCD I knew exactly what she said what she said and we have completely different OCDs but I can identify with it she came back the next day and did she know she told me that they diagnosed her with was OCD I said I know because I suffer from it I know exactly what it is it's such you, you cannot control that shit okay so I'll just give you one of my OCDs there's many and, and you know my son and my neighbor rest in peace used to trip out and but it got they got so used to it that I was you know it was just like whatever but I have a thing with the fire aisles on the on the stove I have to keep making sure they're off turn them turn them turn them turn them if my hand slips off of one while I'm turning I have to start over again that is a form of OCD that is one of them when I shut my door I have to keep pulling it as if I didn't lock it but I just locked it do you know how many times I broke my own door because I do have I, I do have a I'm very heavy handed. <laughs> I have break, broken things. It's crazy. 
you know, that people can be heavy handed with stuff. But that what this wasn't the case. I'm thinking, I don't know, but push myself right through. That's how much I used to do that shit. The one time I broke my front door. You know, I still say that lock, that door was flimsy, the lock, whatever. But hey, we got a new one. You know, my neighbor took me to go. Yeah, so I can't make it in today because my door is. It wasn't one of those doors I can just lock and come into. It was, you know, it's a wrap. I couldn't get back in. <laughs> you know, it was. Oh my goodness, it's. Uh, but I did this every single day. And do you know that I would be late catching? You know, I was, sometimes I would have to catch the transportation with my son to get us both to. You know, I worked at his school and I had to be there really early. I get up at four in the morning because I had to get there and open up the school. You know, and sometimes. I would like be like, maybe I should just do this earlier so I can just get that out the way and then don't go anywhere near the stove after I do that. You know, I tried that a few times so, uh, after more after the therapy than anything, you know, but I would pull the door, I would lock it. And then I look at my son, I ask him, are you sure I locked the door? It'd be this thing in me that just had to do it. We'd get halfway to like the stop where we have to get on the transportation. And I, I, I would have to a lot of times turn back around. I said, I got to go. I got to go check. Even though mentally, I knew I locked that door. It's crazy. But I needed to still go back just in case. Because I would have worried and worried. It's, so it's not not easy. Those, so those are two of them. And um, huh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. You know, it doesn't help when these things are reaffirmed. Like, when, you know, there's been a few times where... I have caught the fire aisles on and didn't know, and somebody left it on. I forgot to turn it all the way off. And I said, well, see, that's not going to help my OCD, but this is where it comes from. Because the next step in therapy was to figure out why I needed to do those things with it. What was it that, that, what was that coming from? You know, and so every time I spoke to her and it just asked, how many times did you, uh, and this was a whole new, um, therapist or psychiatrist, one of them. Yeah. This one was the best psychiatrist because she can prescribe the meds. So, yeah. So, um, I'd, I'd be honest. I'd be like, I'm honest with you. I still did the same shit. <laughs> still pulled it. She was like, well, count next time and try to do a little, a little bit more or less. It didn't work. She said, let me just up this prescription. And then when I told her the next time how far along, not really far along I came, she wanted to up it again. I told her, ah, yeah, no, I'm going to, I need to be able to function at work. I don't think you should up the just because it's it's not taking an effect yet that's a, this is some hard shit going on here that's something i'm just like so used to doing and i can't only a person that has it can tell you what it feels like it's like you just gotta do it in my mental i was trying to separate I said, but i know i did and i look at my son i'd be like i did right yes mom i'd be like Oof. so what i'm saying is if you haven't experienced, it doesn't mean that you can't understand that you might not, you just won't understand. It's a fact. It's not, not even rocket scientists. It's like, move on and stop making people feel uncomfortable for what's wrong with them and figure out what's wrong with you. But I, I, you know, that was, um, found that to be warming when I found out my student had that and I knew how to understand her, you know, and since we were close, her mom told her, shared my story. So if she ever needed to talk, you know, so it, it was just crazy. It was funny to be actually because the kids would trip. They'd be like, come on, let's go. Why are you taking so long? And I knew exactly what she was doing. Like she had to like, when she washed her hands, she had to do a counting thing and, and then do it in a certain way. And it's just, you know, it's just something that I don't know. It's a, 
that a lot of more people people do have a various different types. Like this, I know this person that has a toilet paper like um, OCD. They have to like chew it, and it does, it's crazy. Their whole ritual behind it, the, the, the counting ritual, it's so much. So, I mean, just because you have an experience or you don't get it, doesn't mean something's wrong with anybody else. It means that you just lack in knowledge and empathy, and you probably need to get some of that and realize that people have things just like you. So I want to thank you guys for listening to a little bit of my story. And don't be afraid to share because you could help somebody else. Don't be afraid at all. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with you. But it helps life be a lot more easier when you can deal with those things. Those uncomfortable things that you go through and you deal with by yourself. You know, get some help, talk to somebody, get your proper care because you need to be in balance, mind, body, and spirit. So thank you so much. And, um, oh, yes, one more thing, one more thing. Uh, yes. So cognitive behavioral therapy would be something that someone of my stat, um, stature, like anxiety, would be something that <clears throat> a therapy that could be used for someone with severe anxiety. Okay. But that's just a, a type of therapy out of so many for different things. Um, as co uh, cognitive analytic, uh, cognitive analytical therapy and also your humanistic therapies and interpersonal psychotherapies and your family and couple system, um, systemic therapy. So there's like a plethora of them. You might fit in there if you look it up and do Google and just put it in there and it will pop right up with all the different ones. It's very easy to read. It goes in, um, very, makes it very, <clears throat> it makes it very understandable. It does. So, uh, thank you for listening and, um, just be considerate <laughs> of people's struggles and, um, and be empathetic. Ignorance has no, uh, is not attractive or fond, uh, anyone's fond of it. So try to uh, make yourself knowledgeable so you can be useful or understanding to others. Thank you so much. This is Brandy J. The world that we live in. Peace.